Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Welcome back to Lawyers and Libations with Sarah and Rebecca, episode 16. Hello. How do we get here? That's a lot of episodes. It's a, I feel like we've had good content. It's been very fun to do. <laughs> I think it's riveting. I hope that we made people laugh so far. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Episode 16. So summer's basically done. I mean, more or less. Kids are back in school. Sports have started again. Fucking kill me. Please, it's exhausting. No. It's exhausting. Um, again, Rebecca has three children. I have one. I don't know how she does it because they all play different sports, and apparently now they go to three different schools. So, Rebecca, you have an au pair joining you for today. I what? do. Where are you going? You going to pick her up? I'm going to pick her up in just a little bit. So I'm going to be a little abbreviated on today's episode um, so that I'm not late for this lovely woman coming from she Panama. From? She's from Panama. Um, so the kids are all in dual immersion Spanish programs, and so I speak in piquito Spanish. So my hope is that she'll be able to speak Spanish with them a lot, and then I'm my goal is to be conversational in Spanish within the next year. So I've like downloaded Babbel and I take all these classes. I love that. I mean, super nerdy, right? But what else am I going to do in my mid forties? Um, <laughs> so my hope is that you know, Lourdes. 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 I'm trying to learn how to roll my R's. I'm terrible at it. That she can uh, give me a few pointers and I'll help her with English. She'll be amazing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Victoria, mine is, uh, she lives with me. She's 26 and she's from Bolivia. She's amazing, but she also wants to practice her English all the time. And I want to practice, obviously, my Spanish. So she talks to me in English and I talk to her in Spanish and it's like hysterical. Perfect. So my, my mom's in town right now and she was sitting down with Victoria yesterday, and my mom goes, we had the loveliest two-hour talk. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> she goes, you know, she was so happy to practice her English. So she can talk. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to, like, alternate days, right? Oh, I so love like, that. Yeah. Yeah. So this day you can talk in English, and, and I can help you. And then this day we can talk in Spanish, and you can help me. It's so important. You know, and, it, and I had, I think I told you I had a Spanish-speaking client's deposition yesterday yes. in Moultrie which P.S. is on the other end it's, of Georgia. Yeah, it's awful. Um, and he was so sweet. And, like, we knew enough to, like, chat. And we had a great translator. Um, but it, it pointed out how important, like, human connection is. Like, he started crying. And I'm, like, rubbing his arm and giving him oh, tissues. I'm, like, no. afterward we hug. And it was, like, it's so important not only to be, to be able to speak the right language, but then also just to be, like, you can be kind without words. Yeah. Anyway, he was so sweet afterward. He was, like, he was so appreciative that I was, like, you know, rubbing well, his I poor mean, arm during the depot. Like, you also drove, I don't know, 24 hours yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it. I, well, I wasn't going to go there and phone it in, right? No. Like, I was, like, <laughs> you're in, I was you're there. Like, I brought three different types of tissues. You can choose. Would you like a puff spray? Right. Would you like a soft? I know. When he started crying, I was, like, I knocked over everything. I was, like, where are the tissues? <laughs> It's on the record. We're going to need a break, <laughs> God damn it, right now. As you can it's see, not okay. your client's behavior is completely giving uh, my client PTSD. So frustrating. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, my my sweet uh, au pair shows up today. So I, I think love that. So you're going to have to bolt out of here. I am going to sneak out. Yep. I don't blame you. Um, I heard to take her to Chick-fil-A is like everybody's apparently favorite first place to go in the U.S. I don't know, but if you have not tried uh, the Chick-fil-A sandwich with the pimento cheese and honey. It's oh, delicious. Jesus Christ. It is like crack rock. So good. I tried it last week. You know what I was mad about? I couldn't tell if it was pickles or jalapenos. Like, it wasn't quite spicy enough, so I covered it in sriracha, which felt a little intense. Okay. Was it good? So I ate it cold well, because so my kids were fighting, and it was still delicious. Somebody said to use the spicy chicken filet and then Ooh. do the pimento. So you just sub it in to okay. make it more spicy. I'll get that today when You're I take to Here I am. Thank you. Thank in fact, you. I would like one, too. If you could bring that back to the office, I would like to meet Laura's. Oh, yeah. Laura's. 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 Oh, it's so hard. My kids were like, don't talk like that. It's embarrassing. Jerks. Um, so in the news, it started last week. But, you know, there, have you watched this big U.S. v. Google antitrust case? I. It's going to be bad i think for a lot of these groups do you think you know no? well here's what's interesting like so for those of you that don't know the government's suing google for violating the sherman antitrust act um but what's crazy is it's not like we're not paying for google right like google just goes to all of our cell providers and our computer providers and is like make me the default search engine right we can switch the search engine Always. which is basically their argument they're yeah. like people don't have to use us right well, I mean, it's kind of like looking at, you know, like what, Time Warner? Was Time Warner the last one that they had? Uh, Microsoft was, was the big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree with it, but it's not like they're, uh, there's lots of other options out there. So it's not like they're limiting your options. I think we should go after fucking Ticketmaster. Let's yes, that's a assholes. bigger deal than the Google Way thing. bigger, and it actually affects us. Totally does. Well, I started thinking about the Google thing. So, Without a doubt, like if we're talking trash about somebody, like, well, let's Google them. And Google is definitely kind of my go-to. But if I'm at home, I ask Alexa. Yeah. So that's an Amazon. I mean, we ask Alexa more questions than I honestly, I ask Google. And what does Alexa search on? She's Amazon. So Amazon, I must have their own search. But then outside of Google, outside of Siri and Alexa, what else do you search on? I mean, your computer, which I always go to Google. Right. But I Bing? mean, because is it's Bing like, still a thing? yes, there's Bing, there's Internet Explorer, there's Firefox, there's all the fucking things. I think that's stupid. Yeah. So that's why I think it's, it's not like we're paying for this. Like, I'm not Wait, forced Firefox to use Google. Firefox not a search engine. Anyway, but they do have multiple yeah. search engines that you can choose from. And you can choose. You and so I think that's Google. Google's argument is like, people don't have to use us. They're like, don't get mad because everybody likes us. Yeah, we're the Why? best, yeah. but we don't make you use us. Right, so that's going to be... It's like a three-month trial. Fuck. It's a forever. bench trial. Couldn't I mean, thank God. Could you imagine being a juror on that? No. Mm-mm. I'd be um, like, I don't know. I really like Google. It's yeah. pretty good. So the they Nest said products are top notch. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. And so they, there's probably not going to be a result till 2024. Um, but anyway, it's just something kind of interesting to watch in the news to yeah, see what happens. Yeah, that will be that will be a little bit lengthy. I yeah, think that one will be a while. I might use different search engines just to see if I can find one. But Google- you can. You can use Bing. I know because we get all kinds of things for our business listing on it. It's like you need to update your listing on Bing. I was That's like, so funny. Damn it. Nobody has time hmm. for this. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, we have a super fun guest today. We do have a super fun guest today. We have Madeline. Madeline is super fun, and it's going to be fantastic. Madeline Simmons. She is the president of Georgia Trial Lawyers Association. 
and she also uh, is a city councilwoman for the city of Brookhaven, which is where I live, which is fantastic. She happens to be my personal city councilwoman, and she's a brilliant trial lawyer uh, with Stuart um, Simmons Miller. No, Stuart Miller Simmons. <laughs> Good grief. Sorry, I was getting the... The, it's always overwhelming when you've got the camera and the I'm microphone like, you're three, like, Ooh. I'm like, what is it? Stuart Miller. Um, anyway, a fantastic law firm that handles very complex um, race-related cases and sexual assault cases and all of the things, and they are brilliant. We send them any of our cases that have to do with civil right-type violations. Um, so we will have her on today, and we can't wait to hear from her and all of her things. Perfect. All right. See you soon. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Welcome back to Lawyers and Libations with Sarah and Rebecca. We have Madeline Simmons now. I've kind of gotten my act together a little bit more since the break. Uh, we may have gotten into a bottle of champagne already, so Oops. we're having to open another one. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, we, we do need a Wednesday suck. So, Madeline, we are thrilled to have you here. Madeline, again, as I stated previously, is not only my city councilwoman personally, but she is the president of the Georgia Trial Lawyers Association, which is the entire plaintiff's bar for the state of Georgia because she's brilliant. <laughs> she's a great mom, and she is a... Law firm partner. We love you. We're so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm excited to be on Lawyers and Libations. This is such a funny podcast with just brilliant women. Um, so it's a real pleasure to be here today. Thanks. Thank you. We didn't pay her to say that. <laughs> um, that we was didn't. so nice. So I was so lucky. Actually, when I switched sides to start doing plaintiff's work, I got to work with you. Um, and I have to say, not only are you super smart, but you were so welcoming when I switched sides. And I was like, ugh. Is everybody this nice on the plaintiff side? And like, so anyway, thank you. Like, it was just such a, a pleasure to work with you and and see how you practice law, and then see you become a mom and continue to crush it. So, well, thanks, Rebecca. You know, there's. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there was not as many women in doing trial work and there's still not as many women doing trial work. So I think that when um, a smart, um, fun, outgoing person like yourself uh, decides to get involved in plaintiff's work, we need to kind of open our arms and welcome you in. And Sarah's been doing it for quite some time, so she understands. You know what a boys club it can uh, be. It's such a boys club. I mean, you've got what? Probably you've got for female attorneys, what do we make up? 60% of the so Associates, when it comes to like partners and litigators, you're looking at, I don't know, 6%? Something if even. I mean, I feel even. like, I mean, and Sarah and I are a little bit older than you, but I even look at like our age group of girlfriends. I think of those that still even practice, I mean, most of my friends quit and they were smart lawyers, but they just between like the, like trying to have kids and do all this stuff, they were like, screw it, I'm not doing it anymore and they're out. 
And that's looking at all lawyers, right? If you dial it down to just personal injury, you get even smaller percentage. Oh, super right? small. I mean, and I do, you know, I think one of the interesting thing about women, uh, female lawyers, is there are female lawyers who literally gave up everything, like their family, their marriages, their, you know, anything that they would like to do other than work. <laughs> And they had, in order to become a partner, right? And so when new female lawyers are coming up, they're like, fuck you. I had to give all this stuff up. You do too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. That's called, like, you need to break the cycle of trauma mm -hmm. at that point in time. Right. Like, so the fact that Rebecca said that you welcomed her in with such open arms, couldn't agree more. It's mm -hmm. huge. I mean, to be able to mentor young female lawyers through all of the like ups and downs of trying to like navigate having a family and trying to navigate running a practice. I mean, you need to have strong female mentors to do it or you're going to quit and go out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are other ways to make, heck, I can go sell those multi-level marketing plan skincare things, you know, right? That's a little bit less stressful. Do you want some isogenic? <laughs> maybe. maybe. Some new is it going to make me thinner? <laughs> collagen. It will, will, will. I did do the collagen thing briefly, and I, I was like, this is a multi-level well, marketing plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> will I be younger and beautiful oh, yeah. in the morning when I wake up? Thank I you. still have some because I bought it for like a year. I, I mean, I think it helped a little. I'm using it again because I bought so much from you that I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to drink all this stuff yeah. now. I'm like, do I have to turn this into my taxes? I didn't. I think I may have made a quarter. Like, if I, even. I am aging backwards as a result of that. <laughs> yeah, I well, and I will say, like, having supportive, you know, females around you and having supportive family and friends helps. Um, I know, Rebecca, you recently went through a divorce. So that's oh, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> Not you, Rebecca. Uh, this is going to get really awkward. I'm looking at Sarah. <laughs> Ryan Rebecca. doesn't know. I was like, oh, God, Rebecca, did you go through a divorce? I'm very nervous It was secret. I only told Madeline. Jesus oddly enough. Christ. <laughs> sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. So how has that been different? Kind of juggling um, single mom life with, you know, being a badass, uh, running your own law firm, um, and then dating in Atlanta. Well, it, ma it makes me want to fucking kill myself, actually. Um, <laughs> the whole divorce thing is exhausting. I will tell you, mostly you get really skinny, which is fantastic. I think I lost 30 pounds, so fucking... Silver lining. It, it could have been the isogenics. It could have collagen. been the isogenics. It, it could have been, been the collagen. It could have been me also like chiefing heaters and not like fucking eating for a year. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, 30 pounds later, I'm like, ting, ting. Um, but Bikini uh, season. I, yeah, exactly. But it is very difficult to uh, run a law firm and raise a child and be divorced. And then like the dating scene in Atlanta, P.S. is a cesspool. It might actually be a fucking dumpster fire like on a river, that meme <laughs> that you see that goes down. It's... Awful. So I will tell you really briefly, we had um, a very fun experience at Yepa the other night where, um, so I was sitting next to this guy and he was looking at my Bumble matches for me. And there were these two women that were sitting next to me and our girlfriend, Callie, who were there and they were super lovely. Uh, they were probably 10 years younger than us or six years younger than us, if it's Callie. And they were, um, so then they started getting on the Bumble stuff. And the guy finally left after he asked me if I wanted to get into a casual sexual relationship with him. And I was mm. like, uh, you're really lovely, super nice. But I'm going to decline the offer. Thank you so much. I mean, you are 5'6 and I am 5'9. So we're going to we're gonna pass that. I know we're all the same size laying down, whatever. Anyway, moving right along from that. So, um, but legitimately, like he's, he's like, so do you want to go out sometime? I go, no. He's like, what do you think about like a casual fucking? I was like, no, man, I think we're good. Thanks so much. This was fun. I mean, if you Have don't fun. ask, you don't know. I know. But listen to what happened. So I'm at Yepa, 
And this girl who was in town as a cardiology conference or something, she leans over and we're talking the entire time and she kisses me. Oh, yeah. Ooh. At the at the bar. Little Katy Perry action. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I kissed a girl and, and liked she, it. Like, and she leaned back. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she was like, wait a minute, are you into this? I was like, I think I actually could be into this. Do we like buy Subarus tomorrow? Am I gonna be like, am I wearing my Tiva sandals? Yes, I was like, do I need like my Chacos? And are you going to put me on the board to bring back a little affair? Because I have never been happier than I am in an Indigo Girls concert. I feel like this could be my new thing. So she kissed me like two more times at the bar, and it was astounding. And she was so lovely. but, you know, then she went back out of town and all the things. And I think she was just a lovely bisexual fairy that came into my life to, like, open that door. But I was like, who knew? I was like, I actually think that I, I mean, like, we had this discussion. So Rebecca serves on the Legislative Council for the Chairman Advisories Committee. And they they asked her, they were like, well, what do we think? This is for expanding the benefits, um, death benefits. Oh, yeah, because you could only get them if you are in an opposite sex relationship, not in same sex. Welcome to Georgia. Exactly. So there was going to be major equal protection, you know, cases coming down that were going to be problematic, but Rebecca is the only female on this committee says to all these old men. Yeah, I go, look, guys, I was like, let's face it. When people get divorced these days, women are not marrying other men. They're definitely either turning into lesbians or just moving in with their girlfriends because they are tired of the male stuff. And these are all <laughs> oh over seventy-year-old. They were like, not feeling men, it. And like one of them almost choked. Her, like like, like and speaking of women clutching, clutching their pearls, their they're pearls. like. Ugh. <laughs> It was what? so funny. You might choose a woman. I'm like, fuck yes, I might choose Over a woman. Over your smelly it ass. Lovely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong with a good lady's convent. We can help in raising children together. Yes. We I support each other's like, goals. I was like, You're f- she was like five nine or five ten. I was like, we could share clothes. This is fantastic. Who knew? <laughs> I love but it. so I called Rebecca that night, uh, whenever I was driving home, because I was like, did that actually just happen? I was like, Rebecca. I've made out with a woman. I she love was it. like, "What the? F- where the fuck are you?" And I was like, "I'm coming home from Yepa." Yepa, I go, oh, Yepa. I couldn't be all the magical things my- at Yepa. Yeah. Yepa cocktails. I was like, that was not what I was prepared to do going out that night, mm. but it was lovely. It was very Katy Perry. It, lips were soft. Mm. Might have been cherry chapstick. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's it just a little magical. toe dip into. Uh, it was a yeah, toe dip, and now just I'm a like, toe dip. Huh. But tippy toe. Like, I think there could just be a much more nurturing, kind, like, relationship. They're like, she reached over, so I've got this little scar, you know, on my cheek that I've had since I was five or six. And she was like, she, like, cradled my face. And she goes, where did you get that fucking badass scar? And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> That's very sweet well, of you. Yeah. Yeah. A man would never ask that. No guy would be, that. yeah. No, they'd be mm. like, how'd you hurt yourself? Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah. like, no. I mean, so it was... Lovely, but the dating pool in Atlanta, fucking one star. Do not recommend. Um, so speaking of female convents, I actually have to leave our female yes, convent right now to go uh, pick up my au pair. Um, so call. I love you yeah. guys. I love so you so being much. here. I'll finish this. Oh, yes. get your I can't pair. wait to hear where this is going to go. I know. It could be very entertaining. It's absurd. Uh, but thank you for being here. You know I love you so yes. much. Love so. you. Go get her. Safe travels. Love you. ladies. Excited to hear. Wait till I'm way more relaxed next time on the podcast. Yes, you will be. Bye, y'all. So before we actually uh, emancipated ourselves and became (laughs) the study of Brookhaven, we were with DeKalb County. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. (laughs) So for those that do not live in Atlanta or not familiar with Georgia at all, DeKalb County 
has been plagued over the years with um, dysfunction, dysfunction, a lot of dysfunction, um, dishonesty, a lot of dishonesty, uh, allegedly. But there's been a lot of issues. And so, um, and it's also such a large, encompassing county. It's huge. It's one of the two major ones for Atlanta. You've got DeKalb and Fulton. Um, but I think that you wanting to get in and run to help shape Brookhaven to, for, to help with transparency and actually government efficiency was fucking brilliant. I couldn't be happier to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I so do. you've done it now for four years, right? I've done it for four years. I was on the planning commission prior, um, which is the commission that shapes kind of the economic development of the city, um, and then been on city council for four years. And something that you touched on, transparency is so important, but efficiency is something that um, I, as a busy lawyer and mom, like efficiency in everything is so key. In everything. In everything is so key. Yeah. So being able to get things done, um, there's no, it's nonpartisan, so you're not dealing with party line issues and having, you know, the having good relationships with the other council people and having competent administration um, at the city level, you can actually make things happen quickly where you can't do that at state government and you no, certainly can't do it at federal no. government. Uh -huh. So with your interactions as the, you've recently been sworn in as the Georgia Trial Lawyers Association's new president. We are so happy to have you. Thank you. Um, it takes so much work and time and sacrifice and commitment to get to that role. So I can't tell you how proud I am of you to have accomplished that. It's fucking uh, amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love what we do as plaintiffs lawyers. We are really serving people um, for a living, but being able to make a living out of it, I think that's such a blessing. I mean, how many people get to say that basically they are helping people for a job and making a good living out of it? Right. I think it's a fantastic privilege that we have. So anything I can do to help our profession um, be better and continue to help serve others and help serve people that are in really dark times in their lives, um, I want to do. And I'm passionate about it. So it makes it easy to, to give up that time to do it. Tell me a little bit about the tort reform movement. That is, so we just had some major developments in Florida, which fucking Florida. Every time Florida's like the bad cousin that lives in the backwoods. I mean, like they keep <laughs> with the jean shorts. Yeah, with the jean fucking shorts and like an outhouse. And I, I mean, like in the Everclear. It's exhausting. <laughs> so, and I even had, so like I, m most Georgia people hate Florida because of the sporting things. So you've got UGA versus University of Florida. My, both my parents went to University of Florida. My grandparents went to University of Florida and my sister went to University of Florida. So I don't have that disdain. I grew up gro loving the Gators. But fucking as a state, good <laughs> grief. So Florida has just had some tort reform come down. So tell me a little bit about that and how it's doing a, a reverse trickle up uh, state lines to Georgia for ideas. So um, tort reform for folks that aren't, you know, super plugged into kind of our lawyer world is really this kind of made up manufactured idea that there is something wrong with our civil justice system, our jury system. Um, and that, you know, something needs to be done in the law to keep verdicts lower. Um, kind of a 
example that people think about is the McDonald's hot coffee case, right? right? But then if you peel back and really learn what that case is about, oh, you it's know, absurd. it's totally it's absurd. absurd. It's totally absurd. Um, and the award that the jury gave in that case was one day's worth of sales because they had had hundreds of thousands of prior complaints of their coffee being too hot. Oh, yeah. They knew they had a problem. And they had it something like 80 degrees hotter than what normal like gas stations kept their coffee. Right. So when when folks hear about large verdicts, the these kind of D.C. lobbying uh, firms that represent different businesses that have had bad conduct um, start using that to try to manufacture a, a problem that there's these, you know, quote unquote, nuclear runaway verdicts when it really it's when you peel it back similar to McDonald's hot coffee it was very bad conduct by the corporations right so um that kind of fake news hysteria came to Florida and of course we're a neighboring state to Florida so there is a little bit of that fake news hysteria that um have created some waves in Georgia um but at the end of the day, Georgia is the number one state for business, to do business in, in the, the country. entire country. So our civil justice system is working exactly how it should be working. And uh, practicing workers' comp, <laughs> I understand why it's the number one state to do business in the country. Uh, it is very pro-employer insurer. Um, right. And I don't see our governor making any shifts to make it you know, poor, more pro plaintiff or pro union. Um, so I do find it's usually put forth, tort reform is usually put forth by um, some of the representatives that rep, are, you know, are lobbyists for insurance companies, right? Right, right. So it's, it's insurance. They're poor. Insurance companies are very poor. <laughs> they don't make profits constantly. Well, yeah. The, so the insurance companies love to float the false narrative that if we pass some laws that are um, quote unquote tort reform, then insurance premiums will go down. That is a false statement. It's bullshit. False statement. Yeah. And the states that have done this comprehensive quote unquote tort reform, Texas, for example, um, they, there's a whole case study out there on this by non-biased, you know, educational institutions that have been um, doing studies on these kind of laws and their impact has not inf uh, impacted insurance premiums one bit. Of they not. do not go down as a result of this. But that's what the insurance companies like to say to try to get some public support behind it. So I think it's very similar to like the um, airline industry's argument for why their tickets are so high whenever they had the very high gas prices. And then they went down. Guess who kept the prices up? Oh, I don't know. The airlines right. making record profits like the insurance companies do. We've had that multiple times in Georgia where we've done studies. Um, we argue a lot in workers comp uh, for indexing, which is, you know, you would tie the disability rate to uh, the state's average weekly wage and it would just go up with that automatically but it ends up giving the insurance employers and insurers their like horse trading card right so they're avidly against it but you look at it and it's like the rates continue to go up and they continue to go up and a lot of years we don't have an income benefit increase so no one is saving <laughs> money on this we're still getting screwed right so not in not only do you work um, as the president of the Georgia Trial Lawyers Association, but you are a brilliant law partner in your law firm, Stuart Miller, Stuart Miller Trial Lawyers. 
Um, so tell me a little bit about that. What so, cases you you do a lot of civil rights stuff, but you personally do sexual assault cases, correct? Right. So I would say ninety percent of our practice is personal injury um, premises liability cases, and then um, my law partners Chris and Justin um, do handle um, some civil rights cases. The premises liability cases are your kind of shooting at an apartment complex, shooting at a nightclub where there is inadequate security. Mm-hmm. Um, where they've had multiple warnings beforehand. Right, exactly. Um, situations where they know that they have an unsafe environment, yet they're continuing to lure people in either by becoming tenants at an apartment complex or being hotel guests at an extended stay or a regular hotel um, or coming to some event at a club and then not paying for adequate security. Um And that kind of falls into the sexual assault, which I specialize in, and that's um, sexual assaults that happen in those type of venues as well. I also get a lot of, um, unfortunately, children's sexual assaults that are happening. Um, Like for like negligent security, like in apartment complexes or schools or what? Yeah. So school, private schools um, and private kind of sports um, programs where um, they either have not done proper background checks on people that are with the children or they are allowing children that are teenagers to interact with children that are elementary aged and things are happening. Um, So for all of the parents out there, make sure you're having those conversations with your children about, you know, what's safe and what's not safe because it happens more than we probably want to think about. So you went from running kind of the personal injury department at a larger plaintiff's injury firm, one of the really big ones in uh, Georgia, and then you joined Chris and Justin. How did you end up kind of pursuing the sexual assault side? Because obviously I would assume it would be different kind of than what you were doing at the larger plaintiff's firms where it would be like more like trucking, motor vehicle accident, premises liability, things like that. Yeah, so Chris and Justin and I had been working to start a firm together um, for a little while and um, we're glad to be able to do that um, and open our current firm. And I had um, been doing personal injury premises liability cases, which means something that happens at a premises for quite some time at that larger law firm as well, in addition to car wrecks and truck wrecks, um, and had handled sexual assault cases. Chris, when he had his own law firm, had a lot of sexual assault cases. So it just kind of was the perfect um, storm of my experience, his kind of notoriety with those cases that um, allowed that part of my practice to to really kind of come become the majority of my cases. Um, and what I was mostly handing beforehand were like rapes at apartment complexes as a result of negligent security. Mm-hmm. And then that has blossomed into some negligent supervision type cases with children. And my big verdict that I had last year was against a Taekwondo studio um, for sexual assault that Can occurred. Can you tell me some of the facts? Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a 20 million verdict in um, Gwinnett County, a six-year-old that had been sodomized by um, an older teenage student Mm -hmm. um, because the uh, folks at the Taekwondo studio were just letting kids go to the bathroom and having no supervision and not checking on what was going on. Yeah. So you are a mom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry like, to bring it down heavy. I'm immediately like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, just as an aside, I came out after I worked at the Carter Center doing international human rights 
work um, on the International Criminal Court, I went to Fulton County Juvenile Court, where I met your law partner, Justin Miller, That's as right. a new baby. <laughs> so he was a new baby lawyer, and I was a fairly new baby lawyer, too. I'd only probably been out, oh God, I don't know, two years? So both of us were baby lawyers. But he represented parent attorneys, or he was an attorney, he was a parent's attorney against me and who I was representing DFACs on child deprivation cases. So uh, Justin and I would be at the Fulton County Juvenile Court all day long, eight, nine hours a day in court against each other going at it. I mean, like, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. (laughs) I love him so much. He is, um, Uh. he is also a brilliant lawyer and one of my dear, dear friends. But we would come out, and I'd, I mean, like, we'd meet in the hall, and I'd be like, what in the fuck was that, man? And he was like, I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, that, that's my client's position. I'm like, you're a jackass. So, but I will he say. He is a jackass. Yes, I will say that. But I, but, I mean, I. God, but we love him. I love that man so much. He's our jackass. He is our jackass, our favorite. But, um, you know, I've said multiple times that I could not be a SAG any longer once I became the special assistant attorney general, once I became a mom. Yeah, because like my first probable, case, probable cause hearing uh, as a baby lawyer was a dead baby case. Uh, awful. Like, and as a mom, you know, like when you're young and you're 26, 27, you don't have babies yet. It's you can stomach it a little bit more. You can look at it more like a job. But once you have a baby, you're like, oh fuck this. Yeah, absolutely not. No Different way. perspective. So I can't imagine you handling those cases because when you're saying that now that I am a mom, I don't know any of the details of that, nor do I want to. But it's I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. How do you how do you kind of handle that? I will say that um, being a mom, I think, helps a parent in this situation when they are coming to you saying that my child has been sexually abused at the daycare, at the, you know, Taekwondo studio, wherever it might be. Um, You being able to say you're a parent makes them feel a little bit more comfortable because they understand that, you know, kind of how violated you would feel if that happened to your child. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think it's helpful on that aspect to be able to say, I have a five-year-old myself, right? Like I know what must be going on in your mind because parents oftentimes feel like somehow it's their fault, right? You're the person that's taking care of your kid. And if you put them in a situation that that happens to them, you're like, oh my goodness, you know? And so the parents- Had I not signed them up for this, this would have never happened. So the parents are having a lot of guilt and a lot of emotions and the parents need counseling as much as the child does. Um, But to answer your question, it is hard, you know, for that trial that I had, in last year that I was talking about, you know, I had to, it was difficult for me to do all the aspects of the trial without crying. And there were parts of the trial where, you know, I look over the court reporters crying, you know, I start crying, the judge is crying. So it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think it would be very difficult. I do also think it would be a huge asset for people that have those type of claims, no offense, but to have a woman attorney. Um, that can relate a little bit more to those things. I mean, fathers can absolutely relate 100% and males could as well. I think anybody can relate to that. But um, I think the female side to that, you know, I mean, I know uh, your children are absolutely the cutest little monsters, (laughs) little toe-headed monsters you've ever seen in your life. They're precious. Um, And I, you know, I threaten, if I hear like somebody's mean to Adeline at school, 
I threaten them with a windowless van ride, like all the time. I'll be like, <laughs> the Adeline got into like a little bit of a skirmish with one of the boys in her uh, class, and I would go into lunch, and I'd see him, and I'd go, "What's up, man?" And I mean, like, give him a look, like yeah. you fuck with no my blinking, child again. just no, straight no on, blinking, straight, straight on. on, like. Your parents may never see you again. I'm not really sure, right. but like, just so we're clear, that's coming down the pike for you. So you better be on your best behavior. Right. But so Love I you, think bye. That, yeah. <laughs> so I do think that um, moms have that like innate, like don't mess with my cub type thing. So I think it would, I um, I would hire you in a heartbeat. I think I appreciate that, you're, that. Yeah, you're absolutely a brilliant lawyer. And, um, Again, I love, couldn't love Chris and Justin more. I think you guys make a really great team. You all have also done a lot of civil rights work as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That's right. So uh, my partner, Chris, got involved with um, some pretty high-profile um, civil rights cases and did um, fantastic work on the case itself, but also on the cases themselves rather, but also on changing policy. You know, they have body cam footage in South Carolina as a result of a case that Chris worked on. Um, and that's what it's all about is, is trying to change policy to ensure that we don't have these kind of cases anymore. Um, so we were um, co-counsel with Ben Crump's office on the George Floyd civil um, case. And um, were involved with that because the uh, mother of George Floyd's daughter uh, reached out to us for representation and some of his other family members had reached out to Ben Crump's office for representation and we were all jointly appointed as counsel um, on behalf of the trustee for the estate. And of course, working on that case was um, a huge case to work on um, for various reasons. Um, but from my perspective, for being on city council, um, I was able to kind of work into our um, resolution with the city of Minneapolis, some policy changes that the city could actually do on a municipal level that would make a difference um, with preventing this kind of conduct from happening, happening with their again. police department uh -huh. again. Um, and there are a lot of things that you can do at a municipal level, and there's a lot of things you can't do at a municipal level. So we had a lot of different interest groups saying, make them do this, make them do that. And there were things that just procedurally would have to happen at the state level or would have to happen at the federal level. Um, so I enjoyed being able to say, look, with how municipal government works, these are the things that we can actually force them to do that will make a difference in the long run um, with their policing. So that was um, as sad as and tragic as that case was. Um, I enjoyed working on it because we were able to, to make a difference in Minneapolis. Right. I, I think that that's huge. Uh, we call that kind of in our, our plate aside subsequent remedial measures to <laughs> prevent it from happening in the future. Right. Um, and I'm so glad that you were able to help with that. Um, I know that the, they did a great job and obviously you did a great job in th those cases that have been coming around. Any Anything that are like um, the civil rights type cases, like I'm immediately, you guys are my go-to in sexual assault, obviously. I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate um, that. So you, the hope is that, you know, the civil rights cases get less and less. That would be really right? helpful. And yeah, that would be No great one's excited to call us a, about no. a sexual assault case either, but sadly, I don't I don't see those. Right. Those have been. Falling off, unfortunately. Eternity. Right. Um, hopefully the civil rights cases will get less and less, especially with the introduction of body cam. Um I was reading the other day or something that one of the municipalities, the police union wanted additional pay for wearing body cams or something like that. And I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah. 
Like, why? Is it so heavy for you to carry around? Yeah, or, that's what interesting. Is it? Why, if you're not doing anything wrong, why do you care? Like, you're you're in the type of job that can literally mean life or death for somebody. Why would you care if it gets videoed if you're, like, acting on that? I completely agree. The police officers that I've spoken to um, don't have any problem wearing body no. cam because they are following the rules and and for their safety they want to make sure that it, it's on so that folks can see that they are doing what they're supposed to be absolutely. doing absolutely you know I, um and it's a hard I've job being met, a police officer i've met multiple brookhaven police officers god i love those guys they're best really, department I mean, in the country they are really i think fantastic by far yeah they're lovely um so one final thing that i want to get is Again, you are a mom, and you do run a law firm. And what kind of like, so Rebecca and I, we do talk, spend a lot of time talking about this, um, about being moms and raising children and running a law firm and handling cases and handling clients and all the things that literally, it's just like a nonstop juggling act, right? Right. So what tips do you have for some of our female lawyers that may be listening on like how to fucking just put your head down and like I promise you're going to get through it it's going to be okay yeah no I think that um I think focusing on um a few different or even one um kind of outside activities that are um involved with the profession is helpful so if that's GTLA kind of pour into GTLA. If that's GABWA, which is the Georgia Association of uh, Black Women Attorneys, if it's GAL, which is the Georgia Association of Women Lawyers, I'm whatever. I'm the president of the Workers' Comp Claimant Exactly. Lawyers I think picking one or two and really pouring into those can help with you feeling overwhelmed of, oh my goodness, I have work, I have kids, and I need to be involved in these different lawyer organizations to get work and to socialize and whatever else. So I always tell folks, pick one or two and try to kind of pour into that. And then during the week, um, try to pick one or two weeknights that um, you're going to use for professional development. And then you've kind of set an expectation with your family of, you know, mom's going to be gone one or two weeknights. Right. Um, and so you're able to kind of check the box professionally um, and also have an expectation of home that you're going to be home on the other nights, right? Um, unless something comes up. So I think having open communication really with your family um, and your support is helpful, um, but also being intentional about how you're spending your time. Um, with what organizations and um, with what kind of how much you're spending your time outside of home, right? right. Um, and when you have trials, you know, my kids and husband know that that just means mom is not going to be available and she's yeah. helping people, right? right. So um, I think that the communication is key. Also think for all of these other things we're supposed to be doing as women, right? Our skincare, working out, drinking our yeah. water, all the things. I'm like, um, I know. It's exhausting. It is exhausting, but like I've gotten to the point where I've downloaded workout videos on my phone and while my kids are taking a 30 minute bath, I sit in the room next to them where I can still see them, make sure they're alive and knock out my workout. Right. I got this dang Stanley cup. I got 15 of them oh, in different yeah. places. Oh, so no matter yeah. where I am, my daughter loves I'm drinking my water, cup. but I'm not constantly feeling like, oh, I got to tote it around right. and refill it. Yeah. So I think making things as convenient That's for yourself as possible. That's how I am with possible. my readers now because <laughs> right. I'm apparently wicked fucking old and I can't see anymore. So I have them stashed all over my house. Right. Can't I think just making things convenient for yourself. Yeah, it's horrendous. Right. Um, and I, yeah, it's, but it is exhausting and it does help to have really good, good female friends that are also 
in the thick of it with you. Yes. And you can be like, good grief, guess what happened today? And I'm very lucky to count you as one of those people. You are one of you my You as favorites. well. So thank you so much for joining us. Madeline Simmons with Stuart Miller Simmons Trial Lawyers here in Atlanta, president of Georgia Trial Lawyers, and one of the city councilwomen of illustrious Brookhaven. We are so fortunate to have had her here today. Thank you for joining us on Lawyers and Libations, episode 16. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or really, I mean, just YouTube us. We're there, too. Anyway, have a great day. Thanks See for having me. <laughs> A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corner Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.